Hi, welcome to More to Come, PW Comics World's weekly podcast of comics and graphic novel news. This is Heidi McDonald, a com- the editor-in-chief of The Beat at ComicsBeat.com. So live from Angoulême, France. Uh, I've returned after two years, very hectic, very crazy, uh, and now I'm sitting down with a couple of creators. So and I'm going to let them introduce themselves because my French pronunciation is so bad. So, uh, so welcome. We have Jean-David Morvan. Ah, J.D. Morvan, it's okay. Ah, bienvenue, and... David Evrard. Ah, welcome. Uh, welcome to More to Come. And we're also Mike Kennedy. I Hi, know how... Mike Kennedy. Yes, I know how to say his name. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so tell me, that, but you, uh, are doing, your book is coming out in English from Magnetic Press, exactly. right? So tell us about the, the project. The project is about a woman, very, really incredible woman called uh, Irena Senderova. We can say also Irena Sendler because it's uh, it's uh, the feminine form of uh, Sender, mm-hmm. Senderova because Polish is very complicated to me, so I cannot explain more. <laughs> and, uh, this, uh, this 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 woman uh, is the one that saved the two thousand five hundred children from the Warsaw ghetto. So she had an incredible life oh, wow. during the war, between and after. But we focus on the war because uh, all, all the part of his life with the children of uh, of the ghetto. Yeah. So uh, now this book has been out in France, correct? Yeah, we have five uh, books in France. Oh, and it will be two books in uh, right. in America. And what has the uh, reception been here in France? To it? So the reception is uh, incredibly good, mm. and I'm very surprised about that because it's a kind of a resistance story. She, she's a resistant, but she never used guns or something. So it's very quiet and emotional story, mm. and uh, the public is very uh, have been very attracted by Irena as as we were, and we decided to make the story. So she's real. She's, she's a real. real person. She, she's not real anymore. Mm-hmm. She's dead uh, yeah, ten but, years ago. But this is a true story yeah, based she, on. She a true used story. to be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Exactly. <laughs> and so uh, yes, and we are, we we had no chance to to meet her because we begin too late, but. Uh, She's not, we cannot say that she's very famous in Poland, but uh, everybody know her name. Mm-hmm. Some people doesn't know exactly what she did, but uh, but she's kind of a, kind of a small music of uh, the resistance during oh, the war. Right, yeah. so just an inspiring figure exactly, that, that exactly. people really uh, relate to. Um, so, David, I know your English is don't know. Okay. Well, he said that in English, but uh, but JD will, will translate a little bit for you. Just um, <laughs> the best translation. Well, I I know. Well, <laughs> just to, just so we can get some time. So you're the artist on Arena. Right. Uh, is is he uh, does he lo- like doing historical work? I mean, is that something that he specializes in? So, like, do you like doing historical artwork, like research into time? How can I translate that? Uh, est-ce que tu uh, as fait beaucoup de recherche sur cette période? Uh, ça t'a plu? Uh... Oui, oui, c'est assez. Uh... <laughs> uh, It's difficult for him to talk. Be strong. Uh-huh. Uh, oui, j'ai assez bien regardé des photos sur internet et tout ça, c'était assez violent. Yeah. Assez... Quelques idées noires. Je me suis habitué. C'est that in the, in the beginning was quite difficult to. To make this project because we 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 were at comic school together 25 years ago, and uh, I discovered the story. And uh, two days after, David wrote me a, an email asking me when are, when will we finally make a project together? And I said, uh, okay, it's now. It's this project we will do it. And uh, he, he was more 
uh, he was more drawing some comics, uh, comical stories or children's stories and uh, it was very difficult for him to begin to make this project. He wanted to do it but he was a little bit afraid to be not at, uh, as a strong to tell the story and it's exactly what I wanted, something more light in the drawings to tell some very strong things and, uh, because I didn't want to cut the violent part and so I needed to have this kind of drawings very very beautiful and, uh, and very poetic finally. And it's exactly what we succeed uh, in Irana, and we are very lucky because we were not sure we can do that, mm -hmm. and we did it. So, so I mean, JD, you are—I say JD because that's yeah, JD the, is, uh, yeah. is okay. So. You are—you uh, are a well-known scenarist uh, mm -hmm. writer in French comics, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and like, how do you put together your projects? Do you go to the editor and say, "I want to do this book," and mm -hmm. then you say, "I'd like uh, for David to do it," mm -hmm. or do they say, "Hey, how about..." You write Wonder Woman, mm. you know? How does it work here in France? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's kind of, uh, it depends, finally. Mm -hmm. But it's funny that uh, you talked about uh, Wonder Woman because, uh, in fact, the Gal Gadot, mm -hmm. is, uh, our next uh, movie will be the story of Irena. Ah, is it? What? So, yes. What was this? Yeah, yeah. She, she said that uh, two months ago, maybe something like that. So, well, sorry. <laughs> will she play Irena? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She, well. she wants to play Irena. Wow. Well, that's funny, no? That's a great... Do you think that's because she discovered your book? <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe, maybe. Well, so uh, mm. you psychically told me to do Wonder Woman. Mm. Uh, uh, no, yes. And for this book, it's very it's very special because I discovered the story of Irena on Facebook. And because my one of my oldest editor, in, not that old, but uh, is my kind of my master. He, he teach me how to make comics when I was younger. And uh, he, post, he, he did a post of, on uh, Irena on uh, Facebook. And uh, I discovered the story and I said uh, to Severin, who wrote the story with me that uh, okay take documentation uh, on this girl because I, I want to make a comic book and after it was more easy to sell the project because mm. uh, it's the editor that posts on Facebook so we came oh. to see him and say okay we want to do that and he said uh, good idea let's mm -hmm. go right. so, uh, so this one was kind of simple to do mm -hmm. and, uh, and we, we were afraid because saying that we want to, to make a comic book about the Warsaw Ghetto for children it's kind of <laughs> kind of crazy you know mm -hmm. But, but finally, it, we did it. But important. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's very. Uh, are there a lot of historical comics for children here in, in the French market? Yes, there is. Mm -hmm. But Urena is uh, is really special because uh, usually they are more light than us. Mm -hmm. So we have to find a way to tell the strong stories with a with a story with a particular storytelling. And mm -hmm. we succeed. Mm -hmm. I can say. Excellent. Well, yeah. I, I look forward to seeing it. Mike, mm. when is it coming out in the U.S.? Uh, well, the first volume is out right now. Okay. And the second volume and the conclusion of the story will be out, I believe, in August of okay. this year. Yeah, since now that the now that the story is finished and JD is finished, David is finished with the actual content, we'll, we're starting to put together the second part right now. Okay. Is this collecting the, all five volumes? So the, our first volume collects the first two French volumes okay. and the... Our second volume will be thicker because it will collect three, four, and five. So that's interesting. Why? Why? I mean, do you think that the thicker, bigger story works better in the American market, or? Yeah, well, it's because they picked an odd number. <laughs> if they did yeah. six volumes, a, then they all would have been the same. Mm, but nice. um, but it it works out this way because even JD was telling me that the way that they crafted the story, the first volume is really. It's the story of Irina up till, not to spoil anything, but she does get arrested by the, uh, 
by the Germans. Yeah, the Gestapo, and she's questioned, and it does get, you know, she was brutally interrogated, and it does get tense because you think she's going to die, but spoiler alert, she does get released. Um, there's a, it's, it's an insider who pays off the Gestapo, and, and so she does get released at the end of book one. I know that's a spoiler, but but it's a good splitting point between the volumes. The second book is what happens after that, and it also goes much further into the future where she meets some of the children that she helped save um, decades earlier. Right. So and those three books after are, are located in uh, Yad Vashem in uh, Jerusalem. So, so yes, there is a, a small difference, so it's better to make, uh, to make book one and two together and uh, three for five together. Yeah, so actually, it's our, really logical. our subtitles, our subtitle for book one is Warsaw Ghetto because it's really the story that tells about the ghetto situation and then our second volume will be Children of the Ghetto because really it does focus on the children being just, you know, right. the, the discovering the effects, them decades the later, effects, yeah. their children learning about, you know, what happened, meeting Irina as she's an elderly woman and, um, and the stories of trying to get the children reunited with their parents again. Um, we, we've lost David because it's it's yes. it's oh, he's not dead. No, yes, yes, he's he he <laughs> yeah yes he, yeah uh, it's a very tight schedule. Yes, so but just to wrap up, uh, thank you for your time. But uh, do you have you have other books out in English though? Right, I know you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what else, what other what are some of your other titles that are out in English? My books, oh, the, all the books in, at Magnetic Press. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, yes. A lot. Yes, yeah, 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 right. So what are some of the other ones? Uh, Naja, Zaya, yeah. Rebecca, pretty much every title that ends with the letter A. Irina. Yeah, yeah. Irina, oh my God, that's right. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And uh, and also, I, I wrote a Wolverine long time ago, but I think it's it's not possible to buy it anymore. I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, so, I haven't found it. Wolverine Saudade in Brazil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But more more currently, so you wrote one of the Conan books that yes, um, is coming out. Yeah, I don't know if, if if we can say that for America because there is a big no, problem now. No, well, you I can say it. Yeah, yeah it's okay. not illegal to talk about. Yeah. It. No, no, no. So you worked on Conan. And yeah, you I created. In fact, I I created the collection of the French Conan books because I had this idea for long time and I, I tried to find an editor, a publisher that was not uh, afraid about publishing Conan because for us, I, I, I'm sure that in Europe and France, of course, the rights are free. So, right. so we did it finally and uh, now it will be more complicated. It seems to be more complicated mm -hmm. to publish it in America, but I think it will be done too. So yes, it's a good opportunity. Apparently there are some trademarks on mm -hmm. muscular men and loincloths mm -hmm. here. You know, so uh, so just to, to wrap up, though, uh, Angoulême is is not too many Americans come here. There's uh, more and more, but still, it's it's very mysterious to a lot of the American comics yeah. market. Um, I mean, what is it for you? I mean, is it do you like coming here every year? Do you enjoy coming? Is it business? Is it pleasure? Is it both? It's both. In fact, it's a way to to meet uh, every year all the friends of uh, that are making comics that we cannot see during the year, so because everybody is here. Artists and yeah, yeah, so it, it's a good point. And after, it's also professional. Yes, we can meet editors and something. And uh, now I'm not signing books, so for me, it's like uh, holidays. And, uh, <laughs> it's a uh, professional holidays, we can say. Right, right. The, 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 the most boring thing in Angoulême is to go to a table and wait for three hours signing for people. I prefer to talk with people like that uh, mm -hmm. and not signing books, so it's perfect right, to me. Right, right. Uh, is it something that you look forward to every year, or...? Uh, no, not really. This year is, uh, is, uh, is uh, really special because I, I had to to buy some 
sneakers just before Angoulême, and now my feet are totally destroyed. <laughs> so it was a very special year, and I will I will remember it. I uh, you know, this is something that we talk about all the time in conventions, like yeah. don't wear new shoes, uh, yes, and did. you did that. I had no choice because my shoes had a hole inside, so <laughs> it was raining, so it was impossible. And okay, so that's it. All right, there I we go. It. A a classic con anecdote here <laughs> from uh, JD Morvan. So, uh, well, thank you very much. Thank You're you. Welcome. And, uh, and you. yes, thank you. And uh, Mike, thank you very much. And uh, anyway, signing off from Angolem for now. Hopefully, we'll have some more chats later on when I wake up. More to come. Hi, welcome to More to Come, PW Comics World's weekly podcast of comics and graphic novel news. I'm Heidi McDonald, the editor-in-chief of The Beat at ComicsBeat.com. Today, we are talking to Hunter Gorenson. Uh, Hunter, you're the publisher of a new company called Bad Idea. Is that correct? That is correct. Well, congratulations. I think the last time we talked, you were like VP of marketing or something, and now you're the publisher. I know. It's rarefied air in the comics business. <laughs> I, I cannot I cannot lie. The eight-year-old inside me has been very honored and excited by the by the title. Well, that's uh, fantastic. So, um, so Bad Idea is a, a uniquely named new publishing company that was just announced like minutes ago as we're talking. Um, but it's got some familiar faces behind it. So uh, you want to give us the elevator pitch? Sure. It's, um, uh, first of all, uh, as you'll see, it's a big, crazy idea. Um, so there is a kind of uh, method to the madness, and we're definitely aware that the company is called Bad Idea for a reason. Um, but as <laughs> you know, Heidi, um, myself and my colleagues who are involved in this new publisher – um, spent about a decade rebuilding Valiant from about 2011 onward, which was um, continues to be one of the largest libraries of comic book properties anywhere in the industry. But back then had kind of fallen on hard times, had been through, through a bankruptcy and was very much not in the mainstream of publishing anymore. So uh, myself, uh, a gentleman named Dinesh Shamdasani, who is CEO and Chief Creative Officer of Valiant, um, a gentleman who I believe you know too, Warren Simons, who was formerly an executive editor over at Marvel, where he did a bunch of very, very notable, enduring comics like Matt Fractions and Salvador LaRocca's Invincible Iron Man and Immortal Iron Fist and the uh, JMS and Quaypel relaunch of Thor, a bunch along with a bunch of other great books, uh, eventually became our editor-in-chief and kind of spearheaded the redevelopment of all the Valiant properties for the 21st century. Uh, myself, who you rightly noted, was the uh, head of marketing and PR over at Valiant from the beginning onwards. And then two other gentlemen, a guy named Josh Johns, who I've uh, known for many years, who ran social media for us at Valiant, and Adam Freeman, who's an Eisner award-winning retailer and eventually became our head of sales. So all of us parted ways um, with Valiant following um, the company's acquisition in early 2018. But we all had the itch to get back into comics in some shape or form. We just didn't know exactly when that opportunity might present itself. And we kind of got to talking and eventually that idea that idea developed into the quote unquote bad idea, which is to <laughs> do something that we think is really, really exciting and is hopefully going to be a little bit of, it's definitely a challenging notion for some people, which is that we're going to do really high, high, high quality books. Um, kind of both from a content standpoint and also from a printing standpoint, things that kind of tap into the actual energy of comics as art objects unto themselves. 
um, which is something I've always loved about the medium. Um, only do a limited amount of them in that we'll only publish one or two comics a month. So we're not going to come out there with eight or 12 new number ones or whatever it may be. Um, we're going to have a bunch of our top creators uh, from Valiant and elsewhere on them. Guys like Robert Venditti, Joshua Dysart, um, Eric Heiserer, um, uh, and some folks who were, who we've never worked with before, like Marguerite Bennett, um, a new writer named Maycat, who we're very excited about. So it's a pretty cool team of people who we're working with. And the, the big, the big wrinkle in all of it is that we're going to slowly platform out the company. So we're going to start with, um, just 20 retailers in the, in the country where these are going to be available. And then we will, um, slowly build from there. Now, but it's kind of like, kind of, kind of a DIY thing to begin with, which I'm super excited about. Right. So you sent out a press release that explained, uh, and so, uh, I, I'm sure you know, um, you know, everything you've just said. I mean, we have heard this before. Uh, you know, there's a lot of new publishers who have come up in the last couple of years. I sure. Certainly, I mean, having all you guys back is wonderful. I mean, we did work with Dinesh at Valiant, uh, you know, at the Beat and also at PW. And, you know, he was such a popular figure. <laughs> you know, he won like the most popular publisher in the Beat's Purse of the Year. Sure. Uh, yep. You know, balloting one year. And, uh, you know, he's a very popular figure and, and so is everyone else that you're working with. So, so, it's, uh, so first off, welcome back. Um, but also, yeah, you are just, and how many books are you going to be putting out per month? Did you say? One to two. One One to two two tops. Okay. Yep. So, but you'll also talk about being selective about your audience. You will only be selling these in 20 hand-selected retailers. You are not going through Diamond. Um, you are not doing variant covers. Uh, you are not doing collections, it says, and yep. you're not doing digital comics. So pretty much yep. everything that the industry has evolved into in the last 20 years, you are not doing. So yep. uh, how come? Well, I think it's what you brought up an interesting notion was the fact that there's a lot of new independent publishers out there, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you were a fan of what Valiant did or not, I do think it's a little bit of an indisputable point at this stage in the game that Valiant coming back in 2012 did set a playbook for, um, uh, did kind of change the game and made that kind of return of mid-sized independent publishers possible. Like at the time, back in 2010, 2011, there were a lot of big boogeymen in the room in the comic book industry. One of them was Comixology. One of them was Amazon. You constantly had uh, publishers kind of teasing with the notion that they were might, might be leaning all into trades, uh, stuff like that. Valiant was the first first publisher to come back and say, we believe in comic shops. We hired Adam specifically to call 2,500 comic shops that exist in America and make contact with as many retailers as possible. And that has become kind of writ scripture for publishers of that size. The second thing that happened in tandem with that is as, as comics have become more popular and because they're now so central to pop culture, a lot of the rough edges of what independent publishing used to be have come off. Mm-hmm. You know, I joke around that now it's like, it's a, you go to a diamond summit or something and it's a lot of guys in, in suit jackets, you know, mixing with one <laughs> another. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. It makes sense because comics are a big business and we drive pop culture and that's frankly great. That's awesome. As is all the work that, that that happens in the direct market and as is the work that Diamond does. I have, you know, infinite amount of respect for all of those things. But, you know, we have lost a little bit of that rough character uh, and the kind of um, 
free floating idea space where you could do anything in independent comics 20 years ago. You could go into a, a comp and you could go into a bunch of different comic book stores across the country and find completely different things. And so the idea that we're trying to uh, approximate here or back into with bad idea is to kind of swing the pendulum back now in the opposite direction of what we did at Valiant. Go from being super polished, super presentable, back to doing content that exists to a little left of the dial, hopefully, Mm -hmm. and then also lean back into the direct market as the place where this company will grow and thrive. Every new company in comics has to start in the comic book stores. You can't do it in digital. You can't do it in trades. You have to have people in those stores who are evangelical for the content you're putting out, and that's exactly what we're hoping to do with that idea. Now, I would have to say that um I well I mean there's so much to unpack in what you just said but uh sure. you know, first let's talk about digital because I mean it's so true like ten, you know 10 years ago digital was a big bugaboo uh yep. retailers were you know it was treated with uh, fear and hatred and hunted by those who did not understand it and um you know then it turned out it it was additive all along <laughs> Absolutely. It didn't replace, it didn't replace anything. It just became this brand new thing. So, um, you know, that's certainly, um, you know, something that, that you're, you're right, you know, became very established and kind of whole hum after a while. Um, I will say, so maybe it's a dirty little secret. Uh, you know, I've been told not to talk about this at times, but, um, you know, there oh, are. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> well, there aren't that many comic shops that order non-Marvel DC image comics. Precisely. So, yep, that's... <laughs> so when you're saying you're only going with 20, people might be sitting out there going, what? Only 20? But, um, you know, I mean, there's a lot more than 20 shops, especially now that order, you know, non-big two comics, but, um, that's probably a significant percentage of the ones that regularly do. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to give away one of the great secrets of the comic book industry, but there is a kind of general rule of thumb that, especially for a mid-tier publisher that is not Marvel or DC, um, 20% of the stores make up 80% of your sales. Mm-hmm. So every new publisher that comes out, and I've we, we ran that playbook. It's a ton of work. You know, it, it shaped, probably shaved years off our lives. <laughs> But you, uh, everyone has to come out there and do the variation of the same pitch, which is we're new. We're the best at what we do. We have great sci-fi, fantasy, uh, horror comics or crime comics because we can't compete with, you know, the, the big franchise superheroes. Um, we have eight to 10 to 12 new books. Uh, they're all number ones. We need you to order, 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 order. And to me, that is just, um, and I think to all of us, a bad idea. You know, that's a a problematic formula, mm-hmm. and I do think there's going to be something kind of uh, hopefully refreshing about us and the fact that we're being able to say to uh, a whole, you know, segment of the retail market, of the comics retail market, um, we don't need you to do that for our company. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're going to ask you instead of ordering more number ones every month, we actually need you to order less. And for some of you, that's going to mean zero for for a little while. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we're, and it's not, and it's going to be twenty stores in month one. So mm-hmm. the plan right now is that every month we'll be admitting more stores, and then obviously we have to keep. Um, we haven't got into much into unpacking exactly what the qualifications and rules and mechanisms for how this is going to work mm-hmm. and play out in reality will be. But for instance, if people are worried about whether or not they're going to be able to get uh, one of our first issues once their store gets added. Um, it only makes logical sense that we have to keep 
some of our first issues like in reserve. So when a new store comes online in month two, three, or four, they have the ability to sell ah, the first and second and third issue. You see, yep. one thing you didn't say in your business plan was no inventory or no overprinting or even no reprints. So, um, which is Correct. something that, you know, some publishers have had in their playbook in the past. I mean, Marvel back in the early uh, part of the century was very famous for not doing overprints or reprints. Yep. Um, of course, now reprints are, you know, uh, the, the, every day my the inbox is subgenre free. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. So, okay. So I guess you've kind of answered one of my questions. Like, you know, if I am, you know, Wendy, Wendy Wednesday Warrior, and, uh, I mean, you've announced two books. You've announced, um, let me see, you've announced, um, how do you pronounce this now? <laughs> ENIAC. ENIAC, right, by... Yeah, uh, which will be, we haven't released the synopsis or anything, mm. but the, we'll be, that'll be coming out on Monday. Right, okay. So this is a book by Matt Kent and uh, Doug Braithwaite, you know, certainly yep. quality creators. And then you've also announced Megalith by uh, Louis LaRosa. So, so anyway, going yep. back to uh, Wendy Wednesday Warrior here, suppose she is a big Louis LaRosa fan and she doesn't live near one of these 20 stores. So, you know, what is when, when, I mean, what do you tell Wendy Wednesday Warrior? Uh, first of all, we're going to be like the idea here uh, is to, you know, there's a lot of lip service that comes from publishers about we'll go to an event like Comics Pro or the Diamond Summit. And you'll see a bunch of people get up on stage and they'll say, thank you guys for making this such a successful year. You know, you guys are you guys are our partners. Mm-hmm. And that's true to a certain extent. But when it comes to starting a new publisher, a lot of that is, uh, f- for us, that is not just lip service. That's the that's one of the driving tenets behind mm-hmm. the company. Mm-hmm. So we will have, it's not just we're going to say, here's 20 stores you can buy these books, moving on to the next thing. Every time we mention what one of our books are, we're going to be releasing that list of stores as it grows and our footprint grows across the country. It's a key central tenet of 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 how people are supposed to conceive conceive of what these books are and how they get them. And so each one of those stores is going to have a telephone number and an email address, and it will be very easy to call one of them if you're not within, you know, immediate geographic driving distance or figure out when they're next going to be at a con and make sure that you're able to get your hands on one of these books if it's, if you're a huge Lewis well, fan. Well, I'm guessing that, you know, the, the stories that you're doing business with probably are some of the more prominent and um, you know, long running stores and a lot of them have mail order, you know, yeah. a lot of stores actually have their own mail order business. So, yeah. Um, the, uh, yep. And I would just add, the list is not set in stone yet. And mm-hmm. it really is like, uh, I think people will be very surprised. It's like a, it's a, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a mixture of, of different kinds of stores. This is the people, the, the interesting thing is that this idea seems to have caught um, fire with several di- retailers in, in different <laughs> segments of the market. And, um, you know, we've just today, we announced the company today. I got 50 emails or more, <laughs> hundreds of emails from, from retailers about well, this. Uh, well, you know, the allure of scarcity is absolutely one of, uh, you know, the human creatures most, uh, you know, enduring characteristics, I guess you could say. And, you know, I've already had some, uh, Correspondence with retailers who are like, how do I get in on this? You know, so, um, you know, like if you want to catch somebody's attention, whisper, right? But, um, yeah, I mean, what has been the reaction from the retailers you've been talking to? I think to a person so far, it has been exceedingly positive. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, like you saw, you saw the way that we worked at Valiant and we were never content to just rest on the fact that we had, you know, uh, a character, characters who were popular in the nineties. We knew that there was always going to be, um, for 98% of the public, that'd be the first time that they were seeing the characters and that behooved us to promote our books sometimes to an obnoxious degree. As I'm sure right. you well remember. <laughs> I do, and but so, it was a well-oiled yep. machine. Yep. And so, um, you know, I do think out there in the industry, even though, you know, myself and Tanesh and Warren and Adam and Josh were not household names by any means, nor should we be, nor do I think we aspire to be. But I think in, in the class of comics in which Valiant existed, um, which I'm super proud of the work that was done there, um, there's a lot of people who, who saw that hustle that we put into it and know um, that we do have a certain set of skills that when combined um, with an opportunity can possibly be hopefully something that, um, you know, catches a lot of people's interest. And I, I think we're all super excited to do that. I, again. I mean, I have to say quite, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm being a hundred percent honest here. I mean, I know that you guys did have a very good relationship with retailers, you know, in your valiant days and, and, you know, the current valiant folks also have, have, you know, certainly been really good at, at, you know, yeah, shipping on time. I mean, one of the things that Valiant did that was really stood apart was, you know, they didn't have late books, you know, that was super yeah, important absolutely. to them. And then, and retailers really do appreciate that. So, you know, I think that's, that's absolutely a fair thing to say is, you know, you, you have a, a track record that, um, you know, people are, are aware of, you know, at the same time, I mean, <laughs> there has to be a little bit of, you know, uh, humor, laughter, you know, as you come out with this new company, which is called Bad Idea, which as you've mentioned, you already know yep. that's deliberate. And then you have this super crazy <laughs> distribution model. So. Yep. <laughs> and the crazy gift we put in our, you know, our press release and our logo is, is, mm. uh, you know, uh, Drawn from a variety of different influences. Like one thing I've been looking at a bunch as we put together what the identity of this company is, is like early issues of Mad Magazine. You know, those, <laughs> those early Kurtzman edited issues of Mad, where they're those awesome, um, composition covers and newspaper covers and just stuff that like plays upon the, the collision of commerce and art that is the comic book medium. I think that's all as, as, um, comics have become more kind of standardized in their tone in the 2010s as film and tv have become dominant as i was saying before we've kind of just lost that that kind of irreverent edge mm-hmm. that existed in comics and i hope that that idea can be that even just a little bit well cool um uh, let me ask you a little i mean you i know you're not releasing um you know any details about the content for a couple of days yet but um i mean with valiant obviously you were going you know toe to toe in the same arena as marvel and dc with superheroes um, although there were other kinds of books, I mean, I don't want to, but you know, your main characters sure. were superhero yeah. books, no question about it. Um, so will bad idea also be superhero type titles or, you know, what could you tell us about the, the, um, you know, the direction of the content? I think the closest comparison to anything that we would have done at Valiant, um, in terms of our books is we did a book called Divinity with mm-hmm. Matt Kent and Trevor Hairsign that was, a new concept for that universe. It was about a cosmonaut who was lost in space, a Russian cosmonaut mm-hmm. who was lost in space for 60 years and came back to Earth as a divinely powered um, 
to finally powered, you know, omniscient communist. Um, we were super, super proud of that book. It was, I don't think that was a traditional superhero book, although it was superhero adjacent. Right. So I think you will see us kind of like play in that big, high concept, super fun, can only be done in comics, um, kind of imagery and tone. Um, so I think if you liked books like that, that's that's where we'll be existing. But I don't want to comment too much on what else we have. No, we've been I... working on this for we've been we've been working on this for a year in secret. So we have a lot of stuff in the hopper that will slowly be shriveling out. But the uh, the kind of general rule of thumb is like when it's ready, it's ready. And so we're uh, giving everyone the as much creative uh, space as they can to to create some pretty cool books. Right. Well, that's a good touch point. Divinity was a really good book. And, um, you know, it was one of the books that that I enjoyed from from Valiant. And um, so that's a that's a good touch point there. Now, I, I, I wanted to to uh, also ask a little bit, I mean, you and Dinesh uh, have not been idle. And the two years, yep. uh, and um, you are also part of Hive Mind, correct? That is correct. Okay, and not to be confused with Hive Works, is that's why I has a, I slowed down, I slowed my roll there, so I want to make sure I said it the right way. Now, Hive Mind is a production company, and uh, some of the projects that you've been involved with include the The Witcher and The Expanse. Obviously, those are huge in the the fan space. Yep. Um, but now, Hunter, it, uh, a little secret, although it's been announced in the trades, aren't you working yourself on a comics, an adaptation of a comic that is very beloved to the people? Yes, um, through Hive Mind, which I will say up top, has no affiliation with Bad Deal whatsoever. The only in- involvement between those two companies is that both myself and Dinesh work at both Hive Mind and Bad Idea. But um, Dinesh and I, through Hive Mind, are producing a show uh, based on Weird Fantasy, which mm-hmm. was one of the seminal sci-fi anthologies um, from EC Comics with a ton of amazing work like, you know, Wally Wood, Joe Orlando, Harvey Kurtzman, as I mentioned, some Frank Frazetta. And that's where, of course, Judgment Day comes from. It's one of the most you know, hollowed pieces of um, comic sci-fi ever produced, one of the best short stories ever and historic. So um, there's a lot going on behind the scenes with that. I can't talk about it now, but I will say that um, it's a huge honor to play in the EC Comics sandbox. To me, that is stuff that I discovered when I was, you know, maybe 12 or 13, having come off, um, you know, Marvel and DC just like everyone else. I didn't realize that it was so contemporary even at that time. And held up so well that I didn't even realize they were from, you know, <laughs> that they were 50 years old at that point. Right. And looking at that stuff um, has also given us a, a – because we're working on these two things, we've been working on Bad Idea and that project in kind of parallel on different tracks has given, you know, just us a huge dose of inspiration for, for what comics can be too um, while we're putting together Bad Idea. Well, I don't mean to make you jealous, but, you know, I was just in – at, at uh, I say Angoulême. I was coached corrected by a seven-year-old girl it's Angoulême so uh that's the kind of reprimand you never forget but uh I was just at Angoulême uh the French comics festival and they had a huge Wally Wood art display and I saw the original art for quite a few of these weird fantasy stories and, oh know, that's amazing it really very jealous yes it's really quite something and uh I don't know if this show would ever come to the United States but it sure should because uh it was breathtaking and it was you know sad too if you know well Hollywood story. Of course, all. yeah, story of him, yeah. Yeah, but uh, so just just so, you know, like I said, this was announced in the trades, and, and I was hanging out with, uh, with, I think I mentioned this on my other podcast, actually, 
uh, I told uh, Tillman Korth, who was a German EC expert, I said, oh, you know they're doing a TV show. And he's like, what, they are? And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this guy's an expert. So uh, so is it going to be called Weird Fantasy or is there anything else? It will be, it will be called Weird Fantasy. Okay. All right. Maybe that's why. And uh, it, it, where is it going to be? Where can we stream this? Um, I can't share any details on okay. that yet, except to say that um, Hivemind does have a first look deal at Amazon, okay. uh, which which is where the the Expanse also right. lives. And and yeah. Uh, yeah, so okay, so uh, understood. And and no, like, is this a, something we might see before twenty twenty is out? Or um, I am you will. I am very hopeful that there will be a lot of news. About this okay. coming out before right. the end of 2020. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I like I said, I know the project was announced, and um, you know, I know that it's actually happening because, uh, you know, a little birdie might have told me that. So um, it's pretty exciting, I will say. I know this has nothing to do with bad idea, but as long as I have no, you on, the, okay. on the podcast, I, you know, trust me. When people actually hear that this realize that this show is happening, there's going to be a lot of talk about it because every time I mention this, people are like, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a comic book fan, you know, easy is the raw, uncut stuff. Right. You know, like we don't get 20th century and now 21st century pop culture if um, EC never happened mm-hmm. in the mid-1950s. And it's really amazing in hindsight that like five years of publishing those- right you know, new trend books from Tales from the Crypt on that the influence that they had is still resonating now, you know, 70 years later. So um, definitely treading on hollowed ground. But I think that um, uh, we're going to blow some people's socks off when they finally like right now it only exists as an announcement. We got to we got to, you know, the proof is in the pudding, but I I definitely have high hopes. Okay, well, cool. Well, you know, uh, you heard it here second on more to come. Um, so just um, going back to bad idea. Now, uh, I think, is it Comics Pro next week? Comics Pro is in about two weeks, okay. I believe, and Bad Idea will be there. Okay, so even, right, so, uh, well, Comics Pro is obviously, uh, for listeners, it is the annual meeting of a retailer, comics retailer organi- uh, organization, and I know all the publishers go there, and, um, in- increasingly all kinds of publishers go there. I know, like, First Second has been attending, and, um, uh, and it's 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 the press's band. I, I'm not allowed to go. I mean, boy, I would if I could. Let me tell you. But uh, I always hear really yep. great great things about it. Um, so uh, I, I imagine that you'll be going there with uh, you know fact sheets and lots of news and ready to talk, huh? Yeah, it's an immensely. I do wish that you'd be able to check it out sometime because it's like an immensely valuable event to the comic book industry. And it's, for me personally, one of my favorite things to attend because it really is like where you get the raw unexpurgated, uncensored feedback about what is going on in comic shops across the country, boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. And you get to see a different side of, of how publishers operate too outside of um, you know, their press releases and their conventions, etc. This is like really um it's a it's it's a B to B event. It's the closest thing that we have in comics to mm-hmm. like an insurance convention, but it's <laughs> probably a lot more fun. Yeah. Uh well you know, jealousy aside, I I honestly it's it's fine that there's a, a uh publishers and retailers only uh meeting because um you know, that those kind of events are definitely needed. Um so what um I mean like I said you literally as we're talking it's three o'clock and you just announced you know rolled this out with uh, at noon the news broke yep. wide and it was kind of rolling out uh, since yesterday I guess but um 
and I know you've been talking about it for a few months and planning it for a year. I mean, what's been the biggest surprise to you since Bad Idea kind of got rolling? I mean, look, it was always we've had this idea. It's an outside-the-box notion. Can this work? And we've only had kind of informal conversations about it. Those conversations have gotten with, with you know, third parties, retailers, press, what have you. Those those conversations have gotten more and more formal as we've gotten closer to formally unveiling the company. But, you know, we spent the better part of a year together, Dinesh, Warren, Adam, Josh, and I trying to figure out how to blow holes in this idea or figure out ways to challenge ourselves and figure out where the stumbling blocks could be. And, you know, we're not, we're certainly not foolish enough to believe that it's a perfect plan. Well, there definitely be, will be things that we have to fix and accommodate along the way. But, um, you know, you just don't know until it goes out exactly what people's reaction is going to be. Right. And the outpouring of enthusiasm and excitement, both from people who were, you know, our dive in the wool Valiant fans who know us real well and we're excited to see what we're going to do next um, from retailers, some of whom we know, some of whom we don't, and then from people who just know the creators, which is ultimately going to be where 98% of these people first in ca- first get interested in these books anyway, mm-hmm. as it should be. Um, so, you know, the reason we kind of structured it this way is because it is kind of a lot to process. So, like, just about how does that idea operate, where do I get the books, etc., um, so we've got that announcement out of the way today. And then once we announce full details about ENIAC by Matt Kent and Doug Braithwaite on Monday, which is like one of my favorite things that I've ever had the opportunity to work on in comics, just an absolutely mind-blowing, amazing concept for a book that we'll be talking about soon, we can move on to just talking about how great these books are, which is something that I hope we do all the time at that idea. So it always does come back to the books. And, um, you, you know, Hunter, I'm sure – you and I are both veterans of the interview where we asked the publisher now, are you just doing these books to um, get media, you know, get them adapted into other media? And then you say, no, we love comics. We love comics first. Yep. So I'm, I'm cutting to the chase. You don't have to say that Please. this time. But, um, you know, is the, uh, you know, are you looking to do some media stuff with these? I mean, so here's the thing. This is where the, this is where our unique circumstances in the world come into play so you know me well enough i think to know that and especially you know dinesh and you know warren and you know everyone involved with that idea to know that we love comics we wouldn't have put ourselves through the hell of (laughs) building a new publisher and now doing it twice if we didn't and i think if you compound with the fact that um you know dinesh and i work at a film and tv production company we've been working on uh the witcher as you noted the expanse we're both still working on the bloodshot movie that comes out next month with vin diesel from sony and a ton of other stuff in the background if we wanted to do that there would certainly be an easier way (laughs) for for us to do so you know fair point you know what fair point (laughs) i mean things have changed so much in the in the world since um you know, 20 years ago. I mean, now, like, if you have uh, a, a comic, I mean, you literally, you know, don't even have to publish it. I mean, I know they announce it and then all the, you know, producers yeah. are calling and, you know, I mean, you don't barely even have to do proof of concept. So, um, you know, I mean, also, I mean, with your connections, I, you, you make a good point. So <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Um well, cool. Well, uh, this is great. I'm sure you're super busy today, so I'm not going to keep you uh, to talking about it too much longer. Um, you know, I, if Calvin were doing this interview, he'd really be getting on you about the no collections thing. I know. I know. I thought about that when we when uh, once uh, the subject of Publishers Weekly came up. Mm-hmm. 
But, um, uh, you know, um, I'm excited for you to check out one of our first books once May comes around and see what you think. Okay. Because to me, the, the 32 page monthly comic, 32, 40, 48 page comic, whatever it is, is like a perfect, a perfect unit of culture. It's like the 90-second pop song or the 12-second album or a 90-minute movie or whatever it is. There is something about that format of comics, especially for um, the kind of, you know, pulp-derived tradition in which, you know, adventure sci-fi comics exist that just makes those things pop. And um, we're really excited to kind of just solely focus on that. And I think that'll be something, too, that a place where bad idea can stand out against everything that's out there. Well, let me be the first to say what 8,000 other people are going to say. You know, we'll be curious to see if bad idea turns out to be a good idea. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right, Hunter, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. And uh, good luck with bad idea. Heidi, truly, truly a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on, and um, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about that idea. Thanks so much. No problem. And as always, there will be more to come.